Like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Which Police Radio. I'm here with a guest that is new to the podcast. And anyway, I sort of start these shows a lot by saying that, but uh, I do have a lot of repeat guests. Sometimes people come on three or four or five more, more times over the years, and it's always nice to have uh, new people on the show because there's so many new bands starting in Winnipeg. It seems like almost every month there's like five or six new bands starting. And I know this has been around for a little while, but I think the best way to start this off is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about the project, and uh, we can go from there. Hi, I'm Katie. Um, I'm from the band Pink Snot. Pink Snot formed um, about January of 2020, uh, but was stalled uh, due to COVID and then some a lot of other stuff that kind of happened. And so I kind of put it on pause because I just started it and um, kind of got it back, going back um, just this last December and been going full steam since then. I uh, got a full band together now with the project and um, some pretty cool shows coming up and uh, whatnot. And cool. yeah. So I, th- I think that when you were, when we started talking about uh, the band in the first place, you know, on messages and everything, I wasn't sure whether Pink Snot was, was just you or whether it was a band. And like you said, you have a band together now. So did this start off as just a project where you were just writing songs on your own? Um, well, it started off, um, as a three piece and I had a couple of songs kind of together like back in 2020 and then we were scheduled to do a show at the park theater. Um, but of course, I mean, that all fell apart when COVID hit, uh, everyone's life uh, changed so much, uh, of course, yeah. since then. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of things kind of happened uh, between then and, uh, the members, uh, that were in the original incarnation, uh, didn't really, uh, come back for the, the new formation there. Okay. Um, so yeah, but, um, so I kind of started, uh, doing some acoustic stuff, um, and just calling it pink snot. And then I was like, you know, I, I really felt like the need to, to write some, uh, punk rock music again. So, uh, I just kind of stopped writing acoustic stuff and started writing, uh, for pink snot and started demoing and then quickly with, uh, band together we went through a couple of uh, brief uh kind of changes but so uh, we found all the right members now for sure yeah well it's got to be hard to put together a band during a pandemic too i mean i know you know we're talking about it as if when it started that was when all this was happening but we're still in it and it's like i mean i can't imagine it's hard enough to put together a band you know in the regular times let alone when yeah. there's you can't meet and you can't you know get together to rehearse and stuff so how how was that for you to just sort of make this happen in a time when everything's so up in the air 
Uh, I think it was like, you know, by, by that time, uh, it was fairly easy because I did have a lot of, um, a lot of material already. So people could kind of sample it and, you know, see if you liked it or not. And, uh, kind of go from there. Or like, you know, um, the demos, like I, I pretty much, well, not pretty much like I, I do everything in the demos. So like I, I write the bass parts, the rhythm guitar, the lead guitar, back vocals, lead vocals, and then the drums are just kind of computerized because okay. I can't play drums. So, um, so yeah, like um, a lot of people, um, you know, showed interest in, in wanting to join. And, uh, you know, we uh, paneled through a couple people and uh, found a really good lineup. So cool. Yeah, it was, wasn't, wasn't as hard as I, I thought it, it may be. Have you had a chance to perform live with this lineup yet? Or is that still coming up? No, um, our first show is actually the 30th of uh, May. So this month. And it's at the Park Theater, ironically. So was supposed to be our first show uh, back in 2020. And uh, but uh, yeah, we're opening up for the Satanic Surfers yeah. and no fun at all. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's and, a crazy lineup. Yeah, and then there's another local band called Stick Around that's um, opening up as well with us. So that's going to be a really fun uh, fun show. I'm going to hit the stage running for sure, and uh, we're going to have a we're going to have a blast. Uh, that's you know couldn't ask for a better for sure yeah in my opinion so. yeah well and that audience is kind of like tailor-made for your stuff too right i mean it, it seems like people are going to see those two bands are, are probably going to be into what you're doing yeah it's it's a pretty good pretty good fit like our music kind of goes between a lot of different like subgenres of uh of punk but uh yeah you know like we we have a lot of skate punk stuff and you know yeah very similar similar uh writing styles to some of their uh some of those band songs anyways. So, um, and then, uh, we have a second, uh, gig coming up, uh, not in Winnipeg though. Uh, it's in, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania wow. at, uh, Camp Punk Sylvania. It's a three day, uh, outdoor festival. Cool. And it's, uh, September the 9th, 10th and the 11th. And the headliners are get dead, the casualties and gutter mouth. And there's like a bunch of other, uh, great bands playing. And, uh, yeah, we hopped onto that. We're playing uh, on the Guttermouth night on the 11th on the main stage there. So cool! That's super exciting. And uh, I think uh, we might be doing an acoustic set at Pride this year as well. But uh, I Winnipeg? don't have all the details. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, Winnipeg. So, but yeah, that'll be most likely just um, me and the lead guitarist uh, just kind of doing acoustic stuff. Cool. But uh, that should be pretty fun. But I don't have the the exact time, the, the date, though, is uh, the 4th of, of, uh, of June.
it's kind of neat that your first couple shows are, are these huge shows too. I mean, like with these bands that are, you know, fairly like a gutter mouth too, like fairly iconic as far as skate punk and, and that stuff. Like, I mean, how did you, how did you manage to make that happen? Just get, just launching this. And then suddenly you're playing these, these big gigs. Um, I, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, I guess like, you know, um, I've been doing a lot of kind of DIY, like, you know, we have like 29, uh, demos up on our band camp already i write yeah like non-stop um i've kind of like bottled up a lot of music uh through my life you know like i started playing when i was 13 uh and writing original songs and uh none of the bands i was in i ever really kind of went full full tilt with uh properly because um you know that time my life was uh uh was different and uh you know i think just now um it's a lot easier for me and uh, I'm, I'm uh, a happier uh, person nowadays. So uh, yeah, it just really flows now. And uh, yeah, in terms of getting the shows, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's luck or, you know, if, uh, if the, I'm pretty sure the people that are putting on that festival um, uh, like pink snot. So that, cool. I guess that's a bonus. So <laughs> What do you think? One of the things that always interests me about about the, the type of stuff you're playing too is that, like, you know, I, I remember all those bands in the '90s. I love them all. I still listen to a lot of them, and there, there, it seems like there's like this. They've never really aged badly. Somehow, but for the most part, like that that's '90s skate punk sound is still it still exists. It never really changed much and it's still super popular what do you think it is that that makes it still kind of relevant because it seems like it should have been so stuck in an era but it, it hasn't it's like lasted for all these years and decades well i think with um kind of like skate punk like that's like i'd say skate punk's maybe a third or maybe a little bit less of our sound okay. but um skate punk and like in general you know i think it kind of really got uh going uh, like with R- RKL and, um, you know, like Propagandi. Yeah. Um, when they first started anyways. Yeah, I mean, first record, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't really call them skate punk anymore, but uh, I, I think they're better now anyways. They're way but, better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they've, always, they've always been a great band. But, uh, you know, that, that, that genre kind of like started in California and then, then you have, um, you know, Propagandi just like coming out of, out of Winnipeg. And uh, I think a lot of bands were like, holy crap where are these guys but um relevancy is uh, it's kind of weird like it kind of like you know it dipped off for sure like in the late 90s like um yeah. when pop pop punk was getting was getting uh big again like and it's whatever i guess uh second wave of popularity there um a lot of the bands that were playing skate punk were other you know um just like breaking up or or changing their style a lot of them you know like uh or, or rather rather than changing the style just uh, evolved i guess yeah but um there's always been like bands that that have been playing that style and uh even like i found uh, with a lot of the well i guess it's not newer kind of pop punk now but like you know i guess about like eight years or 10 years ago, like, you know, like knuckle puck and yeah. Yeah. And all, all those kind of bands it's, it's like pop punk, but then you could hear like, like skate punk influence, like mixed into it. And I was like, wow, this is a, this is a good remedy of pop punk for sure. You know, like it's better than, yeah. than some of the stuff, but yeah. uh, 
yeah i don't know i think it's just um it, it's it's a good genre of music and uh when you have a good genre of music it, it'll never go away there'll, there'll always be bands that are going to play it and whether it be that it's uh, popular or not or you know it always comes back things always come back you know and uh i guess like pop punk's popular again but like a lot of the stuff i mean i, I wouldn't really yeah call it punk <laughs> that's out nowadays but. well even those labels that were putting out all that stuff in the 90s they're putting out stuff that isn't recognizable I mean, like Epitaph's releasing stuff that I would never have considered that they would include in their label back when I was really into yeah. stuff. But I guess yeah, it changes. Epitaph too. really kind of went away from from skate punk. I mean, they they still have some like you know they got like some hardcore bands yeah. and stuff, but not, not as many as uh, you know. It used to just be yeah, specifically skate punk back in the the nineties there. But uh, yeah. I- I guess, like, maybe what I was sort of going at, too, with that question is is the, the thing that, that interests me about it is that, like, it seems like a lot of punk from the 90s, especially, just to stick with that era, the the, the subject matter is very, um, not all of it, obviously, but there's a lot of stuff that's just goofy, right? And, I mean, it, it almost seems like that stuff would have died out, but it doesn't. That stuff is, is continuing on, too. And not to say that all your songs are goofy or anything, but your band's named Pink Snot, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so you have, you have a name that kind of uh, fits with that mold and it's still something that, that makes sense in 2022, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's a, uh, <laughs> it's a funny name for sure, uh, but uh, I'm sticking with it, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name. It works. It works. It, you remember it anyway, right?
against them But all your so-called friends become one of them You search for the truth but you can figure out why the answers speak cannot obtain a ball You slipped out of your hands You demand that your voice be heard but no one's listening where do you think that this band... I know, I know you haven't played shows locally, but you have this lineup that, that's set now and you're going to be doing that very soon, but where do you think that you fit in within Winnipeg's sort of larger music scene? Because, I mean, it seems like it goes through uh, phases where, you know, when I was first going to shows as a teenager in like the mid-90s, you go to show and there'd be like a ska band and a punk band and a hardcore band and a folk singer and everything was all all jumbled into one. And then a little bit after that, it sort of seemed like there was hardcore bands and they were only only the hardcore scene and only the skate punk scene and only the pop punk scene. Like, do you sort of have an idea of where you fit in or where you will fit in sort of within Winnipeg um, as far as playing live shows and similar minded bands or, or bands that you like that, that you feel would be a good fit? Um, yeah. You know, like we probably wouldn't play with like with a jazz band or something, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're pretty, we're pretty like all over the map. Like, you know, we even have like, we have like one ska punk song, but like we have a lot of pop punk yeah. stuff or like, I don't like to use that term a lot, but like some power pop kind of stuff. And okay. there's even a couple of songs that have like, you know, a bit of hardcore, but um, yeah, you know, I always didn't like that. How it was kind of like pigeonholed to like one, one genre at a yeah. show. Like it's good. Like, you know, if you're going like, you're like, Oh, I'm going to watch good riddance. And like, you find another like skate punk or whatever speed punk band that's opening for them. Like that's cool. But it's like, I don't know. I always found like, yeah, if it's just kind of like one, one um, sub genre of music, it's not really necessary in my opinion, you yeah. know, like, uh, so like in terms of like where we fit in, like, I have no idea. Like we, we would, uh, we'd be happy to play with lots of, uh, lots of different uh, bands. So, well, that's probably the right attitude to have, I think, is that you'll just play with anyone rather than just being, no, we only have to play with, you know, this style of punk and this subgenre. And then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I would even play with a jazz band, like, uh, if they were down, but, like, I mean, <laughs> probably wouldn't go over well. <laughs> be interesting. When we came on, right? It'd be yeah. an interesting audience for sure. Um, well, and this is a terrible segue, but speaking of audiences, I mean, like, like you said, you've had all, you have all these songs, all these demos on, on Bandcamp, and you've been doing this for a while, whether it's, you know, um, you have the band now you have the stuff you did on your own what's the reception been to these songs i mean people have heard them by now and for the past you know year and a bit or more even so what's the kind of uh, overall feeling you're getting from from people whether you know them or not who have found you online and listened to you um it's pretty pretty positive uh feedback especially because like you know um we put our our demos out there and a lot of you know a lot of people were like well, you shouldn't do that. You know, don't put your demos out there. And it's like, well, how do you think like Black Flag started out like, or, or the BC boys or like any of those bands, totally. like everyone started out with a demo tape. Well, we don't have demo tapes. Like it's, you know, it's, it's 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, our demos are up online. Like, you know, I'd like to put out a cassette tape and whatever, but uh, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. And like, um, the reception's been been great and uh surprising you know i just kind of started it um as a passion and like uh it's it seemed to um to grow uh quite a bit uh fast there like you know so that it's that's a good sign i guess totally yeah um, i'm i'm happy i'm happy that uh other people can can enjoy the music um that's what it's all about right so 
I'm a giant music nerd, so yeah. I can relate for sure. <laughs> um, do you do you have plans at this point to uh, actually put out you know uh, a formal album or EP or anything um, in the near future? Yeah, we do actually. Um, we we should be recording our uh, full length debut album this summer. Cool. Um, so that's just kind of in the works right now. There, so um, I don't have an exact date, but um, you know, we did. Uh, did all of our, our work that we needed to do uh, in terms of like grant uh, applications and whatnot. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that works out. Uh, if not, we'll, uh, we'll self fund uh, something anyways, but uh, you know, it'd be really great to, um, to hopefully get a, you know, 15 or 16 song album. I know a lot of yeah. bands don't do that anymore, but uh, I remember like, you know, when I bought an album, I'd be like, Oh yeah, there's, you know, there's like 16 songs on the awesome or like, you know, even like rancid, you buy like a rancid album back in the day and there'd be like, you know, 21 or 23, 24 18, songs. Yeah. songs. Yeah. 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 So I, I, we're not going to put that many, but, but I think 16 is like 14 would be, I'd be like, Oh, I wish it was 16, but like 14 <laughs> would be the lowest number for me. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, we have t- like literally 29 demos and I have like, a basket of, of other songs like ready to go. So I've, I've got a lot of material, but um, I, I definitely want to make sure that it's like a completely solid album. So like, I'm not just going to put anything out um, as, as I'm kind of ironically saying that because I put everything that I <laughs> recorded out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, once we have an album, uh, those will probably uh, be uh, taken off uh, Bandcamp. So, uh, yeah, maybe they'll be like a <laughs> collector's items. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you uh, one of the pe- type of people who really like just is constantly creating stuff? Because you have all these demos and it sounds like you've just been, well, I've seen through the pandemic, you've just been releasing stuff, you know, these these demos almost constantly. Do you just have like um, a never ending sort of backlog of songs coming to you that, that you're writing and recording? Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, whenever something comes to me, like sometimes I'll I'll be at work and, you know, I'll get a melody in my head and I'll kind of just like wait till I go on break and I'll just kind of keep like, you know, whistling it to myself or whatever. I'll go on break and I'll like whistle it into my phone and uh, maybe like write out some lyrics and then, you know, boom, like right when I get home, I'm like, okay, and I'll sit down and I'll hash it out with the guitar. So sometimes it's like I start with a chorus yeah, and then... I write the rest and uh, um, the lyrics I usually kind of write hand in hand with, uh, which I never used to do. I used to like write music and then I'd be like, oh, lyrics. But, uh, you know, I, I love writing uh, lyrics now. So Cool. But, uh, yeah. Is it a really fast process too? Like, do you, I mean, it sounds like it's it's fairly quick from from just whistling into the phone and then sitting down and making it do a full song. Yeah, it's, um, it's very natural. Uh, for me to to write so um which is a a gift and a curse i guess yeah <laughs> too, much, too much material or I don't, I don't know but uh i guess it's never a bad thing to uh to have too much right so uh, yeah it's a good problem to have for sure yeah it'd just be you know like hopefully we have the right uh, panel of people that are going to be like no you really need to use these songs because like that's the only fear i have is like yeah okay if you know we've picked all the songs and uh 
you know, the best one gets left off or something. Yeah, yeah. Know, well, then you just have to so, release another album immediately afterwards, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's all sub- subjective, right? So, I yeah. mean, I, I would like to have um, a panel of people that aren't even involved and, like, you know, get, get some uh, outside opinions, too. Yeah. That would be great. you just mentioned that you didn't used to be able to write lyrics as as easily or as naturally i guess as you do now um oh no it was it was like pulling teeth yeah what because uh, i think that's, that's one of the, for some people obviously it's easy but i think in general a lot of people struggle with that with trying to you know they can come up with the melody no problem and then it's just like oh shit how do i make this into an actual song what uh, i guess what works for you to to do that like what obviously something is um kind of you have an inspiration clearly um to write this stuff and to get these lyrics out and get these songs out in like kind of on mass, right? So, uh, do you have uh, did you change anything about the way you write or, or about the way you sort of approach songwriting? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely have, but like, I guess um, I was away from from it for a while, so okay. like, 
I wouldn't even be able to to tell, but I mean, like, um, I'm definitely uh, a different, uh, well, I'm not a different person, but, you know, uh, sort of. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just being, you know, being yourself and being happy and more comfortable. And uh, it just kind of, just kind of comes out like way better. And whereas it used to kind of seem forced uh yeah. to write the lyrics which is that's not a good thing because like you probably won't have a good end product um that way you know yeah if you're feeling that the 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 listener might pick up on that too right they might pick up on the fact that this isn't sort of a genuine sort of a emotion or whatever right rather than something that just comes out and and, and just is is right there yeah yeah, that's a. I always wonder about that because some people I know struggle like, and they'll just sit there with a notepad for weeks, <laughs> you know, to, to finish an entire one song, and they finally get it, and then they throw it all out and do it again. And other people just sit there and it just kind of flows out uh, like a fountain. So it's, I guess it's. Um, I don't think there's a right way to do it, right? It's just whatever whatever works at the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, everyone's different. So um, you know, sometimes even I'll uh, I'll have like lines of lyrics in my head. So start with those and then build uh, yeah. with it at the same time, you know? So are, are there, um, I mean, I, I don't, again, I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype pop punk or skate punk or any of these subgenres cause you know, subgenres are lame anyway, but um, do, like punk rock has kind of a duality where there's, I don't want to use goofy again, but there's, there's really kind of like tongue in cheek, sarcastic, funny, sort of there's a comic comic edge to it. And then there's the, the uber serious, like, you know, very, uh, kind of heavy handed political, really thought more thoughtful punk rock, I guess. Right. There's kind of a, a mix between the two of them. And a, a lot of bands kind of walk the line between both sides of things. Where do you think that you fit as far, as far as lyrics? Like, are you more comfortable writing, um, I guess more like personal songs or, or, do you feel comfortable writing sort of more issue songs, I guess? Cause that seems like the two that punk rock in general over the years has sort of covered, right? We're pretty much, um, just middle of the road there. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a bit of both or, you know, like even in a, a serious song, I'll, I'll write some, uh, pretty quirky, uh, yeah. um, lyrics at spots and it, you know, just to like lighten it up a bit. Cause it's like, I don't want to be all like doom and gloom, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So what's, um? I mean, at this point, you know, when we're recording this, like you said, you're going to be recording a, a full length soon-ish. Um, what's the best way to find you now? If someone is hearing about your band for the first time on the show and they want to check out, I mean, right now the demos, but because it's a podcast, they could hear it a year from now and you could have a bunch of stuff out by then. What's the best way to find uh, the band online and, and listen to what's out there? Um, so, so there is the Bandcamp, um, Pink Snot on Bandcamp, where the, the only Pink Snot around. Uh, even if you look up the name, uh, the only thing with that is, uh, you might find a say anything song called pink snot. Okay. That's not us though. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, our band camp has everything there. It's, uh, it's all for free unless, you know, you want to pay a buck or whatever, but, um, yeah, then we have our, our Facebook page there and, um, we do have an Instagram, but, uh, you know, I'm not the best at uh, at that yet, but our, our Facebook page pretty much has everything. Cool. Um, yeah. So, and all the demos are up on the Bandcamp for now. I know you said before that you might uh, take them down once the album comes out, but at least in the time before the album, that's all available. Yeah, I might take them down, or who knows? I mean, like, 
it might be cool just to bunch them into like a, a band camp album or something yeah. or I, I don't know what i'm gonna do yet but um yeah well it's nice i think it's nice to see that kind of stuff too i, I like when bands or anybody really just kind of like keeps everything available so you can sort of see the progress too i mean like you know maybe some of the songs on the record will be songs that were originally demos i'm assuming a lot of them probably will be and people can go back and oh then, yeah and then hear like the, the you know how the song progressed and changed with the different members and stuff so there's benefit to that i think too like to just having it uh available all the time yeah i, I think um a lot of people too that they know like you know that they're just demos and a lot of people are like wow i can't wait to to hear this with you know mastered and and yeah. you know proper recording and all that so and uh yeah we're going to be recording with uh with uh, jordan voth there oh nice um yeah he's uh he's, he's great so. yeah well he's a sound he's a very specific sound too and i think that like that i mean it makes sense that you guys would record with him for sure yeah yeah it's uh, a good shit for sure yeah awesome cool 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 now i got no fight what any man does what he's told and when he don't machine breaks down and when the machine breaks down we break down Jesus. 